Thank you for joining us. This is Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. And you're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. Uh, guys, you may notice from the sound of our voices, we're not in the studio. Well, we're not all in the studio today, uh, but we do have some really exciting news right at the top of the show. Chris, we have a brand new sponsor on the show. You know, it's been a long time coming. I'm, I'm glad to see these guys finally uh, come full circle and, and be, part of, uh, be part of the Diesel Performance Podcast uh, team. But uh, yeah, XDP decided to uh, throw, in, uh, throw in some support and be part of our, uh, be part of our show. Absolutely, man. I am so excited for this. Um, uh, I've, I've worked personally with the, the team over at XTP for a long time. Uh, just recently, now that we got this official, uh, I've gotten a chance to work with like their creative director, marketing team. Um, awesome guys. They have some really, really cool content coming to us in the future. But for today, um, I actually handled reading off some of the, just highlighting one of the specialty tools that XTP offers. Specialty Tool of the Week. The XDP Whiff Wrench XD128 is a must-have for any GM Duramax owner. It makes removing and replacing your factory water and fuel sensor a breeze. The XDP Whiff Wrench is specifically designed for the 12-sided plastic water and fuel sensor that is easily damaged by other tools like pliers and vice grips. As an added bonus, the opposite side of the wrench is slotted to remove the plastic air bleeder screw with ease, preventing possibly rounding off the screw head. It is precision machined 12-sided wrench that perfectly fits your water and fuel sensor. It's made out of high quality T6061 aluminum. It's black anodized finished with an engraved XDP logo and the bleeder screwdriver on the opposite end. And of course, my favorite part, it's all made in the USA. You guys know today's other sponsor is Exergy Performance, and today we're talking about their winter, winter blend fuel additive. Now, this is SKU numbers E09-00014 and also 00016. Uh, it depends on what size bottle you want. This supports all diesel vehicles, so if you're listening to the show, you presumably will want to perk up here and go grab yourself some of this stuff. Chris and I are right now underway on doing some testing with it ourselves. Exergy Performance Diesel Additive Winter Blend provides the ultimate in protection and longevity for the diesel injectors and fuel pumps by increasing the fuel's lubricity to exceed the recommendations of the Engines Manufacturers Association and provides exceptional protection against corrosion. The Winter Blend chemically alters diesel fuel to ensure engines remain operable in freezing climates by reducing paraffin wax per precipitation. Cold starts, fuel economy, and power are also improved by increasing the diesel fuel's cetane by up to five points and cleaning internal components. Also, uh, we always want to give our shout out to another one of our sponsors is WC Fab. That's Worley Custom Fabrication. Today, we're talking about their 2017 to 2019 L5P Duramax 4-inch intake kit with airbox. Uh, this is WCF. 100344. The WC Fab 2017 to 2019 GM L5P 6.6 liter Duramax 4 inch intake kit and airbox is the high flow fabricated aluminum intake pipe and airbox enclosure with dry filter assembly that replaces the restrictive plastic factory parts on your diesel. This will improve your overall engine performance. This all-new design significantly increases airflow to your turbo, producing improved horsepower and torque. 
quicker throttle response, and cooler intake temperatures by drawing cold air through the Ram Air duct and inner fender. Their all-aluminum construction features a large diameter 4-inch piping with smooth aerodynamic bends to improve intake air velocity, volume, and provide more aggressive engine and turbo sound during acceleration. High-quality hardware, silicone boot, seals, and stainless steel T-bolt clamps enclosures are optimum for durability with ease of installation. The removable airbox lid allows for easy visual inspection and maintenance of your WC Fab filter with included hydrophobic pre-filter cover. This will help keep your MAF sensor, turbo, and engine airways contaminant free. The critical Ram air duct seal has been moved to the bottom of the hood for a clean engine compartment appearance. Full assembly finished in your choice of WC Fab signature custom powder coat colors for a look that's unique to your truck. This installs easily with basic hand tools, does not require any additional tuning, and is completely bolt-on, and it'll fit with no other required modifications. It is not compatible with the WC Fab intake resonator pipe. All right, Chris, so we heard from XDP, we heard from WC Fab, we heard from Exergy Performance. I am super excited to test out that fuel additive. You already grabbed yours, right? The winter blend? Oh, yeah. They're in the truck and the car getting some miles, so get some heat up. But let's hear it published here. What does your car get stock for fuel mileage? Uh, I mean, it averages. I would say it's, uh, depending on driving style, anywhere from 30, 39 to 41 miles to the gallon. So I would say an average fuel tank, I get about 500, 525 to a tank miles-wise. Just just refresh my memory. You have what, an, an 05? It's an 06, 06, 06. 06. nine liter. So the BRM motor. Okay. Um, that's my, that's my putts around my commuter car. You know, I don't like uh, pre emission stuff, right? It says an EGR. We EGR, tuned it okay. at the shop, the engine in the trans a couple of years back. And, uh, you know, it's a great car. You can park it in any parking lot. It's nice to get in and out of a parking spot. If you get a door ding, it is what it is. It's nice. Do you get some haze when you drive it normally? Like if you're, if you're, cause I know those things are turned. So like ramping on it off a stoplight, like do you, do you get some haze out of it now? I don't. Uh, I would say what, what, what I did with the tuning side of things is the, it's probably a little leaner than it should be. So there's a little, little delay here and there. But uh, other than when you first started up in cold start, there's really no haze that I've, I've noticed with that car. I like it. Okay, cool. Um, guys, I'm going to run it in my, my 2012 X5 35D. Um, <laughs> I, I haven't tracked fuel mileage in that car since I bought it. Uh, it's all stock. It has near factory size tires, so my speedo's just a little bit off. Uh, I'm going to throw that variable out, and I'm just going to run my straight-up mileage off the dash because it is like probably I don't know three miles an hour at sixty at sixty off. Um, yeah, so like I don't, I don't think it's going to change our numbers very much uh, as long as we're pulling the same baseline and using the same data over and over. So I don't care how accurate it is; I care that it's consistent. So we're starting that test. I think you already started. Uh, I'm burning up some fuel before I will actually go to the fuel station again because I never drive anymore. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be topping off here. And in two weeks, I think I think it's in two weeks, uh, we're going to have Randy from Exergy Performance actually come on the show, Randy Harkema, uh, who's probably one of the smartest guys I've ever met in my life. Yeah. Uh, he'll be coming on the show to actually break down diesel fuel additive. We're going to talk a lot about fuel additive in a very general sense because I've always said it's snake oil to me. 
So I don't know anything about it. And I, I don't think a lot of other people do as well. Absolutely. Now, Chris, you have, have had a wild ride here. We were extremely busy through the Black Friday sale, extremely busy all the way through Christmas and New Year's. Duramax Tuner seems to be nonstop. I know we've been talking lately about those stealth boost tester kits. Uh, what else has been going on at the shop? So we're, uh, we're building, uh, we're getting prepared rather for the launch of our L5P67 G2 turbocharger release. So that's what? probably been the, it's a highly anticipated uh, product launch. There's a lot of demand for this product in the market space. We have a lot of eager dealers and customers that have been chomping at the bit for this for some time. Um, I mean, Paul, it's been a project for us for a couple of years now, <laughs> it seems. Um, so to we put have, it this way, marketing has been making videos about this product for two years. We are the last ones to touch R&D or product development. It, it's exciting. It's exciting. We have, a, we have a, a handful of test units on some end user shop trucks, We're getting some good feedback, different trucks with different setups, at different locations in the country. So um, we're, we're really excited. We're, we're ramping up for that. So never, never seems to be a dull moment over at the shop. <laughs> we're just rolling with the punches, man. That's all we can do. That's it. Absolutely. Hey, um, Chris, one of the things that I always love to do is, is talk with guys who maybe aren't just new to the diesel scene, but doing something new in diesel. And, and, yeah. and that's what talking about the L5P and that turbo, it's like, oh, we've seen some iteration that has a lot of really unique characteristics that are going to be brand new to diesel. Uh, and, and I think our guests will match up with that, that idea as well about maybe taking something that we've all thought about uh, uh, how to do it and, and really just taking it to the next level and improving it. So I am so excited today uh, to have on our guest. We have Jeremy and Kyle from iBuildMyDiesel.com. Jeremy, how the hell are you? All right. Not too bad today. Excited to be on the show for sure. Absolutely. Jeremy, thank you so much for joining us. And Kyle, you're here as well. How the hell are you, Kyle? Doing pretty good, guys. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Um, Jeremy, can you tell us a little bit about your experience in diesel performance? Uh, absolutely. Um, so me and Kyle, funny thing is we actually met through diesel pickup trucks um, about six years ago. Um, I bought my first truck right out of high school, uh, 17 years old. Uh, one of my buddies had a 04 six liter, you know, back then blown black smoke. Oh, that thing's sick. I want one. Um, <laughs> went to the local Chevy dealership and diamond in a rough. No one knew what it was back then, but it was a 06 LBZ regular cab. Grandfather owned one ton. Computer, 24,000 miles. And I think I got the truck for like 19,000. Oh, wow. What a steal. Nowadays, <laughs> nowadays those trucks are going for 35. <laughs> so it's just crazy to see how, how the diesel market has gone through the roof. But, you know, when I bought that truck, it was like, oh, I'm going to buy a HyperTech tuner for this thing and put an exhaust on it. It's going to be sick. And then from that day on, it was just nothing was ever enough. Oh, wait, EFI Live? What's this? I got into that. Then my friends started getting diesel trucks, and I started helping them, you know, get tuning. And 
then back then it was big into the delete. So I started messing around with that stuff and <sighs> sold that truck. Still miss it to this day. <laughs> um, I've, had a, I've had a, an LMM, um, an LML, uh, 5.9, second gen, 6.7, fourth gen. And then my most recent truck, which I sold um, to go full time with IBMD for the launch, uh, was a regular cab uh, L5P. Oh, very cool. That's um, awesome, man. You've had some, a wide some, range of them. Yeah, I've pretty much had, you know, one of every good Duramax that they've made. <laughs> Try to stay away from the other side. Um, but I, I definitely miss my L5P. Some, some people might have actually seen it. I sold it to Lime Ridge Auto, and then uh, Jack did a uh, video on it. It was a red lowered yeah, yeah. regular cab. That oh, was a beautiful truck. Yeah. Definitely, definitely had some work into that truck, but just the cost of it wasn't going to work out with, you know, sending this full time. Yeah, starting a business, right? Exactly. <laughs> Building that foundation. That's exactly. awesome, man. And hey, Kyle, maybe you can tell us a little bit um, about where where you fit into diesel performance, and then maybe explain a little bit to our listeners about what's so unique about IBuildMyDiesel.com. Yeah, absolutely, Paul. Um, so I started with a 2001 Cummins. Uh, it was a five-speed. It was close to stock when I bought it. Uh, it actually had a salvage title. And it started start real close to stock. And over you know the course of three or four years, I, I did a ton of upgrades to it, turbo and clutch and you know injectors, yada, yada. And Really, ever since then, I haven't been able to shake the obsession. You know, I had a, um, just like Jeremy, both of us are pretty particular to regular cabs. Um, I had a regular cab LMM, and that truck made some real good power. Um, and I actually just sold that two years ago now, and I bought an 18 L5P Midnight Edition, and I love that truck to death. Um, and I don't know if any of the listeners have been following our Instagram, but I have a personal project that's going on right now. It is a 71 GMC regular cab short bed that I'm body swapping onto a 96 Dodge Cummins six speed. Uh, the Cummins made roughly 650 horse uh, at the tire before I did the body swap. So, you know, that's kind of been put on the back burner with, you know, starting a business and stuff, but I'm hoping to have that truck done for Daytona this year. Um, as far as I build my diesel, goes uh we're working to connect shops to customers um you can go on and use the website as a regular parts website if you'd like um just go on order a part have it shipped to your house and you can install it yourself or at checkout it'll give you the option to have the part installed by a local dealer to you um and we call it dealers you know they're they're dealers with us they're shops that are going to be all over the country we have a bunch of shops signed up now um but at checkout, you'll be able to select the part and choose to have it installed. And right when you choose to have it installed, it'll tell you what it'll cost to have that truck or that part um, installed in your truck. So if you choose to go that route, after you hit checkout, you go, it'll bring you to a map and it'll give you all the shops that are closest to you to choose from one and schedule your drop off time. Um, so really, I think it's groundbreaking. It is going to connect the shops and customers. There's a lot of you know, diesel enthusiasts or people that want to get into diesel pickups, but they don't 
know anyone that's in it or know of any reputable shops to bring their truck to. And we would really like to take the, the guesswork out. Um, you know, through the years, Jeremy and I have both helped a lot of our friends um, pick a shop to bring their truck to, or, you know, if we couldn't do it ourselves, whatever that might be. And, um, you know, we want to see, we want to see customers not get burned by a bad shop or something. So we're trying to pick shops that we would trust to bring our own stuff to. And um, hopefully it helps everyone helps, you know, some shops make more money and um, helps customers get good quality work done on their, on their trucks without having to worry so much about it. So where did, where did this whole, like, you know, you sit down, you guys, you guys, I assume had normal jobs at one point or did something like that. What was the, uh, the final straw where you're like, you know what, we're going to do this. We're going to reinvent, you know, the mail order scene for, you know, the diesel industry and then get into this. I think what, where it really came from was I, you know, I, I worked in construction for 15 years around heavy equipment. I was a heavy equipment operator and then I moved up to being a foreman and it was almost becoming a full-time job with friends or friends of friends that were texting me, Hey, you know, this is what I'd like to do for my build. This is the money I have to spend. This is, you know, the horsepower goal that I'd like to have and spending a lot of my day during work or after work, trying to help people just, you know, out of the goodness of my heart, trying to help people out. Um, so we decided to, you know, fire this up and try to make a business out of it and help everybody. Very cool. That, that's really cool, man. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I think that's going to be really exciting for people who, like you said, have that problem that like, hey, I know I have my truck. I know, I, I know maybe, maybe a lot of the upgrades I did myself, but I'm at the point now that I need to buy something that I'm not going to do, right? Where do I go? Um, and I know, Chris, you and I talk to a lot of guys in that situation, and that's actually what made me think maybe it would be cool for today for Chris and I to kind of flip the script or usually we're the ones who give advice about how somebody should build their truck or what their next upgrade should be. Um, I, I really think it'll be fun for, for us to kind of flip it around. And maybe this is a chance where Jeremy and Kyle, you guys can stand up and say, Hey, this is, this is how we would handle this situation or this is how we would help this customer. And then we'll kind of talk about what that looks like through ibuildmydiesel.com. Sound like fun? Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. Uh, Chris, you want to kick us off? Yeah. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll get right into this. So um, I have a 50,000 mile 2015 LML Duramax. Okay. I, I live on a farm in Southern Kentucky and uh, the truck more or less tows a camper with the family and uh, I do some towing on the farm. Um, and then uh, when it's not hooked up to a trailer, it's my daily commuter. Um, Previous background for me, I, I had a pretty hopped up LBZ Duramax, tuned, built trans, you know, it definitely shredded the tires and I was really happy with that, but it was time to upgrade into something a little bit more comfortable and uh, a little bit more updated. So for me, guys, I need reliability. Number one, it has to be reliable. It has to be drivable. My wife might take the truck um, and I want to I wanna get somewhere in the same power range of what my LBZ was into that five to 600 horse. Now, I'm not chasing a power number, but, uh, you know, that's kind of the power number I'd like to be at for bragging rights. Um, the downfall with me is uh, I am going to be on somewhat of a limited budget. Um, and fuel economy is definitely something that, like, I need to be able to achieve. I need fuel economy out of this truck. Uh, what, what, what could you guys do? What would you recommend for me in this aspect? Right now, the truck is bone, bone stock. Um, so... LML is definitely a good platform to start from. 
Um, the only problem, you know, in my eyes, the limited budget with reliability on an LML kind of can, can get skewed. Um, the, I mean, you could do a simple tune. Um, Duramax tuner does have, uh, five selectable tunes, um, you can go with, and, uh, you can get right about, you know, 520 wheel horsepower. Um, but the downfall to that is at that point, you're going to need a fast fuel system. Um, for a fast fuel system, you're looking at about 700, 700 bucks right there. Um, if you didn't want to do the fast system, I'm pretty sure you can do tune four. I think that's right about 475 at the wheels. Um, if you wanted real good reliability and a little more power, uh, personally, I would suggest uh, S&S Diesel. They actually, as far as I know, are one of the only companies right now that does a 50-state legal CP3 conversion. Okay. Um, with the CP3 conversion, uh, you can actually run that without tunes as it is. You know, you get a stronger pump. Then if you put tunes on top of that, um, your stock turbo is good for the 520 at that point. Uh, lift pump still is a good idea. Um, and then, you know, if you wanted to get a little crazier than that, Duramax Tuner also offers a uh, emissions equipped twin turbo kit. It's an S369. Uh, they do say on stock injectors, you can get up to 650 horsepower on that. Um, at that point, your trans is probably going to start to be a little, a little upset, but I know they do say if you throw it in, um, and run it about 520, um, your truck will run just as good, if not better than stock, uh, actually lowers the, um, so accumulation levels. So your regens will be less. Uh, your drivability for towing will be phenomenal with a twin kit. Um, and your fuel mileage probably will go up a little bit at, at that point. If you didn't want to spend that much money, that kit's right around, I think, 3400 bucks. Um, they do offer also a Stealth 64 charger. That's good for 650 plus as well. Um, and that'll run you about 2300 bucks. So it kind of just really depends on, you know, the money. And uh, if you want the truck reliable and in between five to 600 horse, I'm definitely going to re recommend a CP3 conversion. Um, I know Exergy does make an upgraded CP4. But, you know, I had a buddy's father who he had a truck with 24,000 miles. It was 15 LML. And babied the truck drove it as easy as you possibly could and one day the cp4 just decided to let go so that was a factory pump factory pump i mean he drove he drove it so easily that you know one time he came home he was, probably did a 30 mile trip and uh i said hey uh when'd you put this water bottle on your back bumper and uh he was like well i left a job site with that there so that kind of gives you an idea how easy he drives the truck. <laughs> and uh, one day the CP4 just decided to see it later. Okay. Luckily at that point, the truck was under warranty and they covered it, but 
I just I just don't have a good feeling about CP4 pumps after that. Okay. So a couple questions I think that I would have is, uh, you know, you had mentioned, you know, I could get to that low 500 horse range from pretty much a lift pump, the factory CP4, or like the lift pump with the CP3 conversion. I've done some reading on the CP4 pump, so I've seen that. Um, but I'm really interested in the turbocharger recommendations where <clears throat> you offered the 64 millimeter drop-in charger, which there's a lot of different, you know, units out there that are on the market. But then you also talked about the unique twin turbo system where it's an emissions equipped, you know, twin turbo kit that's available. What, what are the pros and cons? Like uh, the, the, there's the difference in cost, of course, but what am I really going to gain from going into like a twin turbo kit? Um, honestly, for towing, um, I prefer a compound twin turbo kit. Um, you're going to have lower EGTs just because you're going to have the quick spool and the low torque and the good torque numbers from that small charger in the valley. And then you'll have the, you know, cooler EGTs from the bigger charger once you start getting up high in your RPM range. Um, and that, that bigger charger starts to light and really flow some air, kind of keeps everything in the, in the nice temperature ranges, um, especially, you know, if you're, if you're living on a farm. I'm sure you're towing some, some nice trailers with some hay on it and, and equipment. Um, so, you know, for towing applications, I personally like the compounds better just because you kind of have that bigger range of, of airflow and you, you got the quick spool from the little charger and then you got the, you got the horsepower of the big charge at the end. Okay. Um, now I, you know, th this is definitely a lot of money, you know, that you're throwing just with all of these recommendations and I am on a limited budget. So if I were to say that I buy in and I, I, I like the twin turbo idea, I like the idea of the compounds and the quick responsiveness down low with a really nice linear broad power band. And then of course, having that top end airflow for some peak power, um, but that's not in the budget right now. Um, am I able to do this in stages? And if so, what would be those recommendations as far as what should I do now? What would you recommend next in preparation for going into compounds maybe towards the end of the year? Um, so personally, uh, as long as you're going to, you know, be responsible with the truck and, and you're not going to go out there and, and do street races with it. Um, I'd recommend the, uh, the Duramax tuner, uh, five set of tunes, or, you know, if you, if you're worried that you might not be able to, to control your, uh, pedal there, um, you could do a single tune, um, just do a toe tune for now. And a lift pump, the lift pump will help you um, with the CP4 problems. It'll help supply the fuel to that. So it'll prolong a failure, hopefully. Um, at that point, you know, once you already have the tunes, um, getting upgraded files and stuff like that's no problem. All you do is contact them or you could contact us and we could contact them for you telling you, you know, at this point you're looking to do a CP3 conversion. So you could do the CP3 conversion at any time because, uh, as I stated before, I mean, you could do that and not even tune the truck if you wanted to just not have to worry about your CP4 pump. So I'd recommend doing that next just to get that little bit of headache out of the back of your head. And then at that point, um, you're pretty much ready for the twin turbo kit. 
Um, you just need, you know, another set of tune files from, from Duramax tuner, which wouldn't be a problem. Either you could contact them or we could do it for you. And we get you down the road with that twin turbo kit, you know, sooner than later. And all of this stuff, I would be able to go on ibuildmydiesel.com. I could be able to look at the different products and in the same time source a dealer or a shop rather in my area to do the install uh, instead of me having to deal with that myself. Absolutely. So at any point, if you wanted to go on and do the tuning and a lift pump, you could go on there, throw that in your cart. At checkout, you could choose have installed by a IBMD dealer. Um, at checkout, it'll tell you exactly how much it's going to be to have it installed. Um, and then it'll let you check. And then, you know, when the time comes where you want to go and do the CP3 conversion, you can go on the website, add it to your cart. It'll tell you exactly how much it's going to be for labor on that product as well. So you can kind of put in the back of your mind, oh, well, you know, I need to save up this much in order to do that and have it installed. And then it takes that kind of uh, that troublesome away from trying to call the shops and, and get prices and stuff like that. Uh, I think you, you know, you touched on a lot of really good points there. Uh, I think the recommendations, you know, were, uh, were solid. I like that you threw in the tuning and stuff like that from us. I appreciate that. But, uh, you know, overall, you know, reliability, dependability. I mean, that would have been a blueprint that uh, I would generally, you know, recommend. So that's off to you guys on that. And uh, Paul, Paul, you're up. God, Chris, you just softball them out there an example. You give them the easiest truck on earth to upgrade and the most amount of options. Just, yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. No, no, hey, uh, I'm just joking around, guys. Um, I, I thought I'd go a little bit different direction. Uh, recently, recently, I had somebody send me a private message making fun of me for saying that I, I now like Power Stroke after all of the shit I've talked about Power Strokes. I want to be specific. I only like a very specific generation and year range of them in, in the highest possible trim level, by the way. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I thought, I thought I'd go with a 2017 6.7 liter power stroke. Uh, I got 85,000 miles on it. Guys, I want to race. I want to go fast. Uh, I got a regular cab. Uh, I, I want to get this thing down into like, I don't know, 13 fives. Right, like I figure, I need like at least 600 horsepower to do it. Uh, I still tow a little bit. Uh, you know, you know, my I got to take my trailer. Usually, I run a car at Friday night drag nights. Uh, so, so yeah, so I, I want to be able to unhook from the trailer and then go down the track. And I want to run 13 fives. Then I want to hook back up to my trailer and, and go home. Um, I I know everybody told me that I need to delete this truck to do anything with it. So, so what do you got? What should I do? What's my first step? Well, Paul, I'd like to say, you know, that's a huge misconception with people, um, especially anymore. Um, the EPA's really cracked down on deleting trucks to begin with. And I really do fear that in the oncoming, you know, months or, you know, next few years, I think it's going to be very tough to even get a uh, deleted truck on the road inspected. Um, so I fear a lot of people are, that are still deleting trucks are going to end up with a, you know, a pretty big paperweight um, when they're, when they're done with all this, but, um, it, it is actually false. You can make a bunch of power with, you know, your emissions intact still. Um, a lot like the L build, um, personally, I'm going to, I'm going to recommend a, um, it has the same five tunes. Um, 
It has the like optimized stock, heavy heavy stock, um, light light or heavy toe, light toe, um, sport and race um, options, and the race tune puts almost 200 uh, horse to extra to the back tires, which puts puts a, a factory emissions equipped truck at right about 600 horse, um, which is crazy to think that only just a few years ago, uh, people just started coming out with plug and play tuners and stuff for emissions equipped and people were grabbing, you know, 60 or 75 horse or maybe a hundred horsepower. And that's why there's this huge misconception about emissions equipped is that a lot of people don't know what you guys are doing. And um, the huge horsepower numbers that you're able to grab with, you know, emissions equipped. I personally would also probably recommend a, some sort of fuel system, whether it be a fast or an air dog, um, and probably an edge, uh, CTS three, just because I personally don't ever want to short an injection pump. It's just not worth it to me to burn out your injection pump, put that metal through your injectors, and that's going to turn into a really costly um, bill to fix. And as far as the edge goes, you know, I'm constantly, even with my personal trucks, I'm constantly watching how much boost am I making? What are the EGTs? What's the fuel pressure or fuel rail pressure look like at wide open throttle? Is it falling off? I'm constantly watching these things to alert me if there's a problem. So I would, I would definitely suggest those three things to you as well, Paul. I would, I would tell you to go with calibrated powers, um, emissions equipped tuning, and uh, some sort of fuel system, whether it be fast or air dog, that's up to you. Um, I'm a little bit more particular with the fast pumps, but that doesn't mean all of our customers are. And probably an edge, edge monitor. Now, the edge and the fast aren't a necessity, like I said, but it is something that I would probably recommend, especially with towing the trailer to the track and stuff, and just making sure that if you're on the hot tune by accident and you're towing up a hill pulling 10,000 pounds, that your, your EGTs aren't climbing through the roof and melting a piston or, you know, doing some other pretty, pretty gnarly damage. Okay, cool. I, I like that idea. Uh, you say I don't have to delete, but isn't making my truck 600 horsepower just going to plug up the DPF? Um, no, actually, the calibrated powers tunes uh, actually regen less, and they burn a lot cleaner with the the tunes. They I've I've noticed even with my own personal truck, like I said, I have an L5P. It regens about half as much as it did from the factory. When I put the edge monitor in my truck, it allows you to see when the the regen is happening. So if you're just going back and forth to the store, and you know it says warm but you shut it off because you didn't go very far and it's not completing that, that regen, it'll allow you to see that with an edge. Um, so when I switch tunes, that's when I noticed the big, the big difference with uh, not have to put, having to put DEF in the truck as much and it regens about half as much, which anybody that has a emissions equipped truck notices that their fuel mileage goes down a little bit when it's regening. So the less it regens, the more fuel you're saving. That's awesome, man. Okay. Any other mods uh, that I could put on like that, that will help me with racing, keep my truck fast? Um, it kind of depends on, on what angle you're looking to go. Um, trying to think can what I still else. I my boat if I, can I still tow my boat if I hook up a set of traction bars? 
Oh, absolutely. You could put on a set of traction bars and uh, that would definitely help axle wrap. Being in that 600 horsepower range, you could, you could see some pretty good axle wrap if you're, if you're, you know, towing or going to the track or anything like that. So traction bars might be a good idea if that's, if that's what you plan on doing. Um, I don't know what else I would really recommend for that 600 horsepower range. I think that pretty much covers it. The six, the six, seven uh, power stroke platform handles the power pretty well. So, All right, cool. So I don't need a transmission or, or a, a bigger turbo. Uh, I don't believe with uh, that kit, you would need a trans or a turbo. No. Okay. All right. And then if I was a normal customer in real life, I would then ask five more questions about deleting my truck, but since I <laughs> yeah. am around, same I'm not going to do that. The same way. <laughs> it really no. is actually pretty astounding. I just had someone message me um, on the, I build my diesel Instagram and was asking to delete their truck. And I, you know, unfortunately told them that we don't sell delete parts and that, you know, I kind of questioned him and just asked, um, what was your reason for deleting it? And he basically told me the same thing that you just did. You know, all my friends said that I need to delete the truck to make power. And I said, well, you know, he had a 15 Cummins. And I said, it doesn't really matter if you have a deleted truck or an emissions equipped truck, you're still going to be capped out at that like 100 horsepower, a, a, an additional 100 horsepower above stock with a stock transmission. And I said, you can achieve uh, that 100 horse with uh, calibrated tuning, you know. And if you put a built trans in that same Cummins, you can get up to 180 horse with calibrated tuning. So people definitely don't quite understand how much power you can make with the emissions still on. And I think spreading the word and making people realize it is going to you know, change the industry and kind of take the heat off of the diesel industry's back a little bit. I can, yeah. I, can ahead, say from, I can say from experience, Paul and I have been doing this for longer than uh, sometimes I care to admit <laughs> at this point yeah. in the game. And the reception now <clears throat> in the year 2020, 2021 is much different than what it was in 2014, right? 2013, when we were just starting to get into this stuff. Um, and it's, it's one of those things where I, you know, seeing is believing, right? Now we have the ability to have trucks on the street that are tuned making power and rack up a shit ton of miles. You know, data is being collected. There's examples out there now where the leading is still a very big part of this industry. And it's starting, you know, you're starting to see the waves and the tides change with that. But, uh, you know, it's just, it's a new way, right, of going about things. As simple as that. So the guys that are reaching out to you asking you these questions is something that I deal with and we deal with, deal with over here on a daily basis. And, uh, you know, it's just, again, it's all about informing and giving quality information and, and good answers in return. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Uh, and hey, guys, listen, I, I totally appreciate it. I know you guys are, are dealers of, of Duramax tuners, so recommending Duramax tuner calibrated power products. We always appreciate that. Certainly don't, don't want our listeners to think that this was like a, a pre-designed commercial. Um, in general, uh, if you're looking at emissions-equipped tuning, we would think that's probably a good idea. Uh, just, just as a very broad statement from, I think, everybody in, on today's show, uh, we support it. We know that it's possible. Yes, I think the, us four believe that calibrated power Duramax tuner has the best possible emissions-equipped tunes out there. Um, but, but we don't want to discredit or take away from anybody else either, right? So, so we, we support the industry moving forward as a whole. We're all excited to see this. Um, one of the things I, I think you had said, Kyle, that I wanted to talk to you more about 
was was your guys' social media presence. I know you had mentioned just just being on Instagram the other day. You guys are, are, are growing rapidly. First of all, give our listeners your Instagram handle. We'll make sure we put it in the notes as well. Um, but give us your Instagram handle. Tell us a little bit about building that that presence. Um, yeah, so our Instagram handle is just I build my diesel, and it's all one word. And I really would like to, you know, start that out with saying thank you to everyone that does already follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Um, it's definitely been growing organically now for at least a few weeks, um, pretty rapidly. And it hasn't been easy to get it to that point. Um, you know, we, we are starting a company that nobody's heard of. Nobody knew what we were doing. Nobody had any idea who we were or what we were doing, you know? So, um, it was a little difficult to grab traction when we first started doing it. But now that we kind of have a fan base and we're starting to, you know, we just launched the website January 1st. So now we have customers and stuff. We're, we're able to get those parts out to the customer. We ask them to take a photo of their parts when they get them or when they get them installed or whatever it might be and send them to us. So we can, you know, shout them out on the page, let other people know that, you know, they're buying from us and they, they were happy with the customer service or maybe we helped them, you know, walk them through a build like, like anything else. Or, um, you know, one of our main focuses is to just carry as many uh, manufacturers as possible. Some of the small guys like Evil Fab and Slosh Fab and, you know, No Limit and some of these smaller companies that might not be on the larger websites. We want uh, I build my diesel really to be like a one-stop shop for people. So that's been the main focus on the Instagram lately has been just trying to get the word about word out about all the different manufacturers that we carry and parts that we offer and to just help any customer that might want to reach out. You know, it's, we understand that's how the times are going. Most people don't want to pick up a phone and call us to talk to us about their build. They'd rather just shoot us a message on Instagram and, for the most part, one of us is right there to answer, you know, day or night, whatever it might be to hopefully have better customer service than, you know, a lot of us are used to dealing with from parts manufacturers or, you know, websites. We want, we want the customer's experience to be as good as it can be. That's awesome, man. I love to hear that. Uh, Jeremy, who do you want to give a shout out to? Um, honestly, I'd like to give a shout out to my parents for sure. Um, they've supported the idea. And uh, have, you know, kind of kicked me in the butt once in a while to tell me, you know, keep going. It's definitely a good idea. Uh, give a shout out to my girlfriend for sure, because she definitely has to put up with some uh, with some time and, and phone calls and probably stuff that she doesn't want to deal with. And she does. And then uh, give a shout out to the rest of the crew um, that's been helping with I Build My Diesel on the backside, who uh, we're going to rename, you know, remain nameless at this time. But uh, they've definitely put some work in to help us get to where we are now, for sure. That's awesome. Kyle, how about you? Uh, definitely on the top of my list would be my girlfriend. Uh, you know, she puts up with the 4 a.m. Uh, messaging on Instagram and, you know, 10 o'clock at night or uh, whatever it might be, talking on the phone in the middle of a, a, a dinner or whatever it might be to uh, make those customers happy. She's been kind of drugged through the mud and, she puts up with it for me. Um, you know, my friends and family have been super supportive of all of this. Uh, Jeremy and I both had some pretty good jobs before we decided to, you know, give it up to follow a passion. And um, everyone's been really supportive of that. And I can't help, 
you know, I can't thank everyone enough. That's awesome, man. Well, hey, best of luck to you guys. We're really excited to see you guys grow. I think it's a, a really cool idea. Hey, listeners, if you get a chance, uh, check out our sponsors. Also, go look at the, the I Build My Diesel Instagram page and website. It's a no-brainer. You definitely got to check it out and see what's going on there. Uh, guys, uh, like I said, best of luck, and thank you for joining us. Thanks for having us, Paul. Thank you very much for having us. No problem, no problem. Listeners, uh, we got a special treat, a new segment of the show uh, that Chris and I are going to start adding uh, here towards the end of each one of our episodes. Uh, Chris, you want to talk a little bit about our knowledge base over at Duramax Tuner? Yeah, so I would say, you know, the biggest thing is over the course of, you know, the last, I'd say three, four years, Paul, we've been compiling a lot of data, as we always do over at Calibrated Power. And we have a lot of articles and tutorials um, for common questions, right, as a, the knowledge base is, is, is named. Um, so the idea here is, is, you know, how to flash tunes onto your truck, how to do that with EFI Live, or how to work that with EasyLink, or, you know, how to data log, all these little type of questions that, you know, we have video references to on our YouTube channel, um, but are always you know, really popular for calling in. We spun those into articles that we have access to in the knowledge base. And we're starting to promote more and more on our knowledge base with all of the, the great information that's there. Um, so what we're gonna do is we have one of our customer support reps over at Calibrated Power, uh, real smart dude, the guy's name is Sean Lynn. Um, we're gonna start introducing him on these shows and he's gonna be basically going over like a knowledge base article. Just uh, as a as a peace of mind of you know the content that's in uh, in on the articles themselves. I guess that's the best way to put it. That's right, man. Yeah. So let's kick it over to Sean Lynn uh, with today's or this week's knowledge base article. Hi, I'm Sean Lynn with Duramax Tuner, and today's knowledge base article is for your 2011 to 2016 LML LSP5 switch installation for your EasyLink tuner. Step one, you're going to want to open your hood to gain access to your engine bay and locate your hood latch grommet. Step two, pull the hood latch grommet out and use three to four feet of wire as a trace wire. Feed this through the hood latch grommet on the engine bay side into the cab of your truck. Step three, use electrical tape to secure the two LSP wires to the trace wire. Carefully pull the trace wire back through the hood latch grommet and into the engine bay. Step four, disconnect the trace wire from the LSP switch wires. Make sure that you have enough wire through the hood latch grommet to reach the ECM and then put the hood latch grommet back in place. Step five, locate the ECM on your vehicle. If you are standing at the driver's side fender, it will be down in front of the fuse box and battery. Step six, Remove the ECM shield. Step seven, the ECM shield can be removed by pinching the tab at the back of the shield and pulling towards the opposite side of the engine. Step eight, each connector has a red tab that will need to be slid out. This is a locking mechanism. Step nine, push the tab on top of the ECM connector in. Step 10, in order to pull the gray connector up high enough to disassemble, you will need to push down the connector under the power steering line and then pull it back up. Step 11, you're going to use side cutters to cut the zip tie holding the top of the ECM connector on. On each side of the gray connector, 
there are tabs holding the top of the ECM connector on. Use a small flathead screwdriver to pop these tabs up and remove the top of the harness cover. Step 12. On the bottom of the ECM connector, you need to remove the gray cover. You can do this by carefully prying on it with a small flathead screwdriver or use a pick and lift up on each corner. Be very careful because these pieces break easily. Step 13. For 2011 to 2014 trucks, these wires need to go in pins 11 and 48. If you have a 15 to 16 truck, the switch wires will need to go in pin 27 and 46. Step 14. With access to the proper pinholes, you can now slide your LSP switch pins into the proper pinholes. Pay attention to which direction the switch pin goes in. These pins are directional and will only lock if they are slid in the correct direction. Step 15. Put the gray pin cover back in place. Step 16. Put the black cover back in place. Step 17. Run conduit over LSP wires and then run the gray connector back under the power steering line. Step 18. Reconnect each ECM connector starting with the gray connector and working back towards the front of the truck. Step 19. Mount the switch somewhere inside the truck, wherever you see fit. The last step would be to verify the switch is working properly. To do this, you will need to turn your key to the run position and then press the button on the back of your DSP5 switch. If the indicator light appears on the back of your switch, then it is installed correctly. If you do not see a light, please repeat steps 6 through 18 and double check the installation. All right, guys. Uh, so that was it. That was Sean Lynn's very first appearance on uh, Diesel Performance Podcast. Expect to see him regularly or hear him regularly on the show. Uh, he's going to be doing a lot of these knowledge base articles with us. We also have another new segment that we're working on. It's not quite ready for this week. We're working on uh, having a segment called From the Shop, where we're actually going to bring one of our shop guys over to the show. You guys have heard him before. It's one of our most popular episodes from last year, uh, Jeremy Garnett with DIY Diesel Fuck-Ups. Uh, Jeremy's going to be coming on the show on a more regular basis, and he's going to sit down and tell us about some stuff he worked on actually in the shop. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. For this week, this has been Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. Thanks for listening. Recently, I had somebody send me a private message making fun of me 